Welcome everybody once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, as always, Aaron Lanton, and I am joined by Keith Denny and Tim Malloy. Today we're going to be going over Bruiser, um, a Hulu film uh, that you can go watch today. It came out February twenty fourth. That is about um, a young boy, Darius, who is um, currently going through. Well, he's about to enter uh, high school, I believe. And he's been uh, off at, at a prep school. Uh, he's returning home uh, to his parents and uh, it's the summertime and he's trying to find himself. And as all these things are going on, he actually ends up meeting um, his actual paternal stepfather. He's been raised by his mother and his adoptive father. And as many people in black community call him, his sperm donor shows up again and now wants to be a part of his life. And that is the crux of our film. It's actually a really um, interesting movie. Uh, take some chances that I think uh, will make a break it for a lot of people watching it. So I'm really curious to see what you guys thought of it. Um, we're going to be spoiling the movie um, in all likelihood. So we definitely suggest you watch the film in its entirety before you listen to our podcast. Uh, and with that, we're going to jump head in. So, uh, Tim, let's start with you. What did you think of Bruiser? Um, right after I watched it, I went and read up on it. And mm -hmm. there's a good article in Shoot Online about the director, Miles Warren. And just before I get into it, I just appreciated his approach. Like, this guy spent years working on this script with his co-writer, like five years. Um, did it as a short, a proof of concept short. Um ended up turning into a feature. It played Sundance. It played South by Southwest. It got a lot of festival attention at TIFF. Um, basically, the three of the biggest festivals there are um, when it was going up, like, either immediately before or immediately after the Fablemans. Um, so just really, it, it seemed like one of those came out of nowhere stories, but it was a thing where the guy actually worked for it for a really long time, and I just definitely appreciated that. I think his artistic eye is fantastic. There are a couple scenes that really stood out. Um, the motorcycle shot. Um, Those motorcycle shots are incredible. Really yeah, are. that that was really cool. I like the very slow push in at the beginning where um, our protagonist gets in a fight and it sort of builds up to the fight. I thought that was very cool. There was there was just a lot of cinema that I thought was really good, and I kind of wish I saw it in a theater. Um, it's not really like my type of movie. Like in terms of, I never really like father-son stories. I don't know why. It just never grabbed me that much. But I think it handles it pretty well. And there's the question of, I think that the underlying question of the movie is, are you are your real parents the people who raise you or the people who conceive you? And that sort of frustrated me as soon as I realized that's what the movie was going to be about because you can never answer that question. And I did appreciate that the movie doesn't answer that question <laughs> the movie kind of ends with him just going like i need to do for myself because this is never like the fight that the two dads are in never resolves like it isn't like one wins and then we get dramatic closure or something it's just the movie just says this is never going to resolve and i thought that was a cool way of it. Hmm. so yeah i would say really well done movie very well acted very well shot very well directed just well made just not my type of movie, but that's that's on me, not on the movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about you, Keith? Man, I don't, this I say out of any movie that we've seen in like the last couple of years, it's probably the movie that I probably relate to the most. And part of it, and it wasn't 
because I didn't I didn't think too much about the it being like a father son movie more than it just truly just being a coming of age story, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about um I was talking to my wife about it. We was talking about that one film, um forget the director's name, please forgive me. But it was that movie Lady Bird, right? Mm -hmm. Where I thought like Lady Bird was such a like a, a good like coming of age story. And and I think with every coming of age story, there always has to be that moment where the character grows up, where either she becomes a woman or he in in a way is moving more towards manhood. And I like those little small things, even the small things of like the oldest Redding um song, Cigarettes and Coffee. How like in the beginning of the movie, he's like, I'm I'm tired of this song, I'm irritated. I'm can't. <laughs> You know, I'm annoyed by you keep playing this fucking song. And then at the end, when he drives off, he's listening to that song. And it made me think about like how, like, you know, when we're younger, there are certain songs and certain, because I mean, me personally, there's certain things that I just couldn't relate to mm -hmm. until I grew up, until I had experiences, until I became a man, you know. And what's funny, that song is one of those songs, you know what I'm saying? Al Green's Simply Beautiful is definitely one of those songs like I've constantly heard or even like my mama playing the Bee Gees, like How Deep Is Your Love and stuff. It was all those things that I was like, man, I'm so tired of hearing this song. And then when I grow up, I'm like, it just it just hits different, right? And I, I, I thought, man, it was just such, it made me think about like us as men, like because of the culture, because of how we grew up and stuff, it's like we always, especially with, um, I don't know if this will ever is especially with black men, I think we have to always be over masculine in a sense, like almost masculine to the extreme. So it's always like, if this happens, I'm gonna whoop somebody ass type deal, right? So what you notice in this movie, you got two characters who are both that, like they both talk about their past and it's, and they talk about it, I think to me, it's really more of the sense of bravado. Like, okay, I'm a cool dude now, but back in the day, I was beating people ass, you know what I'm saying? I was putting people in comas type things, right? And um, and I think at first, you know, our, our protagonist, he's, he's real intrigued by this stuff, you know what I'm saying? But as things start to go on more and more, he realized that none of these men are the people that I should look up to. And that was that was his show of growth, you know. And then even at the very end, when we see them, because I had to rewind that I'm like, did these people literally look at him and just start back fighting again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because because to me, I had to say a lesser movie or even a film, even something I wrote, it would have been like they got the fight and they see his face and they like, damn, we fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I no, wouldn't. So as a well, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? So, so it did, the movie didn't do what I expected it to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The movie did it. It did exactly what I did not see coming. Where he made a decision to not be anything like those men, you know. And that, and that, for whatever reason, but, but then we understand why they are the way they are, right? And I was talking to a friend of mine about this. Is that like there are certain things that when you think about it that your parents may teach you that are great things right mm -hmm. you learn from your parents but then there are some things that might be toxic and we might pass that on to our children but then 
there has to come to a point where someone in the generation has to break these generational curses, right? And I think that's what I got from that when he when he finally decided, you know what? I'm not going to be like them. I'm turning my back on that. I'm going to be my own man. You know, and then, and then also even the symbolism of driving a car is yeah. such a, a huge sign of growing up and being an adult, right? Because at first, when we first see him driving the car, he, you know, his mom is just like helping him and kind of guiding him. And he just has his hand, one hand on the steering wheel. And I think that was just symbolic too of like, having a nurturing and that that covering of your mother being there with you. And then also the second time he's in the car with her, he's driving and he's like, she's like, where did all this confidence come from? You know? And so her, she's learning as a mother. And even in that scene, and I need to step back a little bit because I see that he's growing, you know, and then at the very end, when he drives off, he's driving by himself. So um, I don't know. That, those are my initial thoughts. Those are the things that stood out the, the most to me. I don't want to take up the whole <laughs> whole thing here. So. Oh, we got time. Um, yeah. Lee, I, I think both of you guys like kind of sum up a lot of how I feel about the movie. Um, so instead of repeating a lot of what y'all said, I kind of go to a few other things too. Um, I think that like this end, I think it is really um, uh, paralyzed, oh, not paralyzing, uh, polarizing, excuse me, use the right word. Um, the fact that it chooses to do something different than what you might expect um, is one thing, but I, I, I do feel like potentially, like, I think the movie wants to say, look, at the end of the day, like, let's say you take things to a more natural uh, level of plot, where and when they see Darius again in the middle of their fight, they keep fighting. Police show up eventually, yada, yada, yada. The thing is, that turns the movie kind of into something different. And it almost starts being about these ancillary things that aren't about Darius that really aren't super important for the film. You know, like, that's just not where our focus has been. If we start getting into, like, the criminal justice system and, like, who did what, for, like, that kind of doesn't matter, right? So I see in a lot of ways why they chose not to worry about that. But I do think establishing whether or not Malcolm is lying about his involvement in causing um, a brain injury to that kid they were talking about is kind of important. We do know that Malcolm's, um, his rage is such that he was over, he, he was able to over overpower his father and harm him also. So he has definitely a temper, but where we see him in now, he does actually seem like a person who's in a different space, who's under a lot of pressure to try to make stuff happen. Pressure that no one sees but him, especially yeah. financially. I, I don't agree with that. I, I think he literally the same person. Because he handles. We're talking about Malcolm. Malcolm, yeah, he because he still handles things through violence. Like not on the surface, though. Yeah. So my my issue, my issue with saying that though, straight straight up, that way, is he's being put like again. It's just it's it's a you know movies are movies, so you're seeing your characters oftentimes are like they're they're like most emotional vulnerable extremes. And not only, 
like so there's two moments where you I think we could say Malcolm is violent with Darius. The first time is after Darius nearly kills himself, <laughs> like trying to be like trying to be macho. Well, he's like well, he's embarrassed well, that he's not like he's just gotten beaten up and he he's talking to his girl, he's in the muscle. She's like, You look puny. He literally tries to wait. <laughs> like do 225 yeah, pounds. That's, that's, the thing, that's the thing, though. That could have been a teachable moment, you know what I'm saying? Instead of instead of being like that. Like the, the thing well, is, well, 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 I was just gonna say, like when, in, when keep time, in that moment though, the way Darius responded to Malcolm was by basically telling him to screw off and to push up on him. And all and, yeah, and that that was after the fact that he said, What the fuck do you think you were doing? You know what I'm saying? Instead of being like, yo. Like come coming from like let well, me wait 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 is a person without kids just real quick let me just tell you when you walk in and your child doing some shit that could have killed them your reaction yeah you do want to go are you okay but once they're done choking <laughs> like, I feel you the point, you know? the point I'm making is that like a violent person is a violent person but the I'm saying like I'm, I'm saying what he said was not a because, violent thing. because it's not even about him being violent towards Darius. He is a legit a violent person. Like he punched, he literally in a way he punched um Porter for little to nothing. You know, whoa, what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa, I, 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 wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Again, wait a minute. The person without a kid. One more time. Look. No, it ain't just keep, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. So the, let, let me ask you. The movie, you, the movie, you the movie hold on, wait, real quick, before we go to that, the movie is just, just don't think about like what we're seeing in the vacuum. Think about what the movie is giving us is, is like its context for what's going on. The movie's saying basically that we have this person in his past who had done all these things and he ain't done nothing like this until Porter shows back up. That's pretty much what the movie tells us now. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. The but, movie, the movie does a good job, honestly, because the first time we meet Malcolm, he's lifting weights. Mm-hmm. He's got he's his listening. He's on. listening to some nineties hip hop. He's listening, but that's really important. What he's listening to, mm-hmm. he's got the glasses on, which is movie code for this guy is a nerd, mm-hmm. or like this guy's on the straight and narrow. Then we meet him at his job, where he's talking about how like things aren't really working out for him that well. But what he's listening to is nineties hip hop, which is on the one side, it's like, oh, that's dad rock. You're listening to like your old '90s hip hop shit, but he's listening to shook ones. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. With a white beat like on, such like a he, good he, setup. Looking like, like he a jail. But like <laughs> he's a halfway. Like, can you be a halfway crook? Like, can you? Yes, yes, that's actually a great so point. So fucking yes. good. It's yeah, you can't be a halfway crook. That, that's 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 the point I'm making. That like Malcolm is at his core still a violent person. Like, like is I I don't believe in this. Well, maybe this might be a philosophy of mine. I don't believe in this thing of somebody make you a certain type of way. Meaning, like when somebody say you made me mad, like no, you a mad person. Like you, you, you can't. You have no control over your emotions, and so therefore you revert into like whatever you, whatever you're used to going back. I just, I just want to go. Yeah, maybe on the surface level he seems square. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he seems that way. But he has no problem with laying hands on people. But wait, he don't even, don't even give a second thought to lay hands on Porter. But but, but wait a minute, yeah, because it's Porter though. What the script is giving but, us but is that Porter Darius a couple. But times. wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, but yeah, again, hold, hold on. Look, just just hear me out on this. What, I'm just talking about what the script is giving us because I'm not 
what we're talking about with people in a vacuum, what we think of people and what the script is giving us are just two different things. Because I agree with what you're saying in general, but all the script is saying is that when Porter is around, he has these tendencies. It's not just that. Saying somebody made you angry. He, he hadn't been doing. There's no one around town seeing his sees him as a violent person. He hadn't been doing like the cop who showed up, who was actually there to buy a car at the beginning. We know he was a cop at first, but he's talking to a cop specifically. That cop is another signal that he ain't been getting in shit this whole time, and he relies on the cops to do dirty business rather than going doing it himself. When he he calls the cops, say, "Hey, can you check out this boat that ain't supposed to be there?" That's not him trying to go handle business physically violent. He's trying to find other avenues to deal with it. I'm not saying that he's not a violent person. What I'm saying but is, this is after this he group. punched him, knocked him out in the fairgrounds. So, so now stop, 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 real quick. If somebody takes my fucking child, I don't give a fuck what's going on, and I say. First off, where is my kid? And he go, oh, we'll be there in two minutes. And then I got to go look for you. And it's been a while. We're going to have a fucking problem. Now, I might not be doing fisticuffs, but we're not going to be having a casual, yet, hey, man, it's cool. If, conversation. My, if, if, my neighbor, if my neighbor disappeared with my kid, it's one thing. But if his biological dad disappeared with him. Yeah, like, like, you, you, yeah, they, they, like you're looking they at it. At the, they were at the fairgrounds. Keith. They don't know what he is. They're not answering the phone. He goes on a they Ferris knew, wheel. They knew they was at them first. I'm saying like don't like don't don't take away the context of the script. In the script, we don't know how long has gone past, but a Ferris wheel is not a minute. It's not because he said we'll be there in two minutes. It's not two minutes. Like maybe a couple, maybe they're in line. Then they sit and they're chatting. Even in script time, it's at least two or three minutes, and I'm just sitting there talking about his past and about him being a drone pilot. All these are really interesting things in the script. Da da da. But I'm just saying like as a dad. I don't know what my child is. And this dude who clearly wants to run off with my kid, and I, I don't trust him anyway, I know he's a violent person, is with my child right now. And but I didn't want him him. around in the first place. And but I told my wife, we shouldn't have him around anyway. We don't owe him shit. On top of just all the other stuff, this is a very, 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 very heightened situation, period. So like the violence when it comes to Malcolm makes sense. I'm not saying it makes it okay at all. Because Malcolm has those same tendencies. I'm saying that Malcolm is at his core a violent person. Jimmy Porter has those same tendencies. You're making me like but, this movie more. But I'm just saying Porter is, Porter is the thing that makes that come out of Malcolm. It's not that Malcolm is not and like that's not always just bubbling inside of him, but it doesn't in the script, uh-huh. it doesn't come out unless Porter it's is bubbling, it's bubbling inside. It's bubbling inside. Because because you gotta think he can't even have like a real and sometimes he he doesn't even have real conversation with Darius, right? He always on edge, like all the fucking time. Anybody like that is looking for a reason to throw hands on in the script because they have, have this is a whole point of his character. He has certain things that he has not checked in with himself. He hasn't went through. It doesn't seem like he's dealt with any type of therapy. I think the only reason why he is the way that he is is because of his wife and because of Darius. I find Malcolm super sympathetic because I think he like lived the life he lived and then he was like, all right, there's a child in this situation. I love this woman. Right. I'm going to take the straight and narrow. And it's taken like real discipline to like live the boring kind of nerd life. Struggling. And I'm, I'm a nerd too. I'm not like making fun of this guy. Like the very straight life and struggling and having like a straight job and like making nice. As a salesman. 
as a salesman where you always have to like make other well, you're under pressure money. you're trying to pay this high tuition yeah and they, the scholarship is run the fuck out Raving, this shit going on. he's your kid now because you're raising him but he's you know in your mind that this is someone else's biological kid and so when this other guy comes in it's a real threat to you because you've done the work for 15 years and then the prodigal son shows up and is like oh i'm ready to be a dad now Think how that makes you feel. Like and not is, just and not just am I ready to be I'm ready to be a dad. This motherfucker is living as a nomad. Well, he's, he's not a bullshit thing that dads do where they're like and that's a generalization that some yeah. dads do where they don't do the disciplinary stuff and then yeah. when it's fun time they show up and then everybody's like, Oh, dad's cool, mom's mean, or no, trying trying to <laughs> acting like a, a, a friend over yeah. like a father. But so Keith, what I'm saying is that anger is like you're like, oh, he's just violent. No, yeah. that anger is there. But I'm but I'm no but hold up, stop, stop for a second. He's not look, he talks crazy to Darius really after all the stuff comes up with with Porter. He no 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 wait wait before we before in the early parts of the movie, he's not like that even a little bit. Yes, he with is. Darius. With when at the very beginning of the movie, yes. he, he gets on him about being a spoiled kid because he is being a spoiled kid. He doesn't want to ride his regular little bike. He's riding the regular ass bike. Now, of course, he's he's a teenager, he's not thinking about bills and this and that, but he really is like, I can't just go get this bike until I know the scholarship is gone. Well, good. And then when the scholarship is good, he go get the bike. There's all sorts of stuff that happens that's like, I think it's so simple to be like, he's just this angry dude. But at the same time, like, oh, I mean, that, that's, I that's say, a very... When I say he's angry, I'm saying that he knows how he handles high intense situations. He reverts back to how he handled it in the past. You know I'm all I'm saying I think, is the, I think the only thing I that the script gives us is Porter with those situations. We don't see him get like that with other people. So it's it's just Yeah, because this is where this is where we come in into the story. You know what I'm saying? He always has this sense. Like even how the actor plays the character, he plays the character always tense. And you could say that it's because of the the board and school thing. But I think that this is just who he is as a character, because even Darius said the reason why I don't come to you about certain stuff, I just don't want to get busted. Not what well, he doesn't feel like I because to be he says to him, you know, you you can't handle issues. I forget how exactly he put it, but basically, like he already knew what he would say before he even said it. Like, all right, you need to be on the straight and narrow. You don't need to respond to stuff. Like when he got beat up, his whole thing was like, you don't need to retaliate. You need to like yeah, take your lumps. He said, take your lumps. But he turned around and he did the exact opposite himself. Right, because the because hypocrisy in the whole thing. Well, we all do well that. To me, yeah, but that's but that's okay. I there, tell I tell kids the kids all day don't react, don't get upset, and then I react and get upset. Yeah, I, I think see Keith, that's what I'm saying. Like, when, yeah, when but I'm that don't about, make it right though. Yeah, like this, I've had Let me explain you something. I don't have kids, but I've been a child. We all been sure. children and we all experienced trauma from our parents. And I'm not finna let them let nobody off the loose for fucking up. You fuck up, you fuck up, period. Can and it's the thing, and, and this no, no, I understand people are human, you parents, but you can't just make it be like this is okay because I was stressed out because I'm a parent. No, you know? no, 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 you're, no, you're misunderstanding. No. <laughs> but but you but you get what I'm saying? Like there, there should be a there's there's never a moment, even with Malcolm, where it's like, man. You know what? 
I should have handled this situation a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. always him but, but talking wait, about wait, what wait, he but, did. But he's you, he, didn't, he didn't have to. First off, he didn't have to do that. You you keep oh, looking man. at it from the child's perspective, which I understand we've been children in those situations, but like yeah, but, but that, even that person, from a parent perspective, don't nobody tell you to have a child. No, but, but no, but wait, stop. He's no, I'm he, just saying, he, like that wasn't like, his child. He, nobody he chose to be like, present. He, he didn't even he didn't even he didn't even have this child himself. This ain't right. came from his sperm. Right. This is the child that he decided to take on. Right. And then you, you made the decision, but then you sitting over here, you want a badge of honor for doing the shit that you decided to make yourself do. You know wait, what I'm saying? Hold on, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, again. He didn't, he, like, like, cause, cause this is the thing. It would be better in most cases for a person to just not have a father at all than to have a person that's either not present emotionally or just always that's throwing out a lot of toxic well, toxicity. Hold, 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 wait, wait. I just want to include though, because like, look, look, keep your point in mind. But but also, he is trying. Again, we get this this whole thing about like how how are parents loving? Are they loving the right way? This and that. But he is at the end of the day. We know. I think regardless of what you think about his, you know, the stuff, the anger, this and that. He does love darius he wants the best for darius he's going about a lot of stuff the wrong way he puts in work to make sure he can go to school and have those experiences that he could never have had that he, he's not going to take him to an inner city to go see those friends that would get him in trouble like this stuff like all these decisions are part of what makes darius feel isolated too though like he has that that girlfriend of his who's like going out and going to Greece and all these other places, and she's not interested in talking until they get back to to, to school. That doesn't mean she didn't care for him at all. They just kind of on different wavelengths. They're doing different stuff. She's more affluent, all of that. He feels isolated, and so when he meets somebody after his friends at home, make fun of him. You know, maybe it's because they're jealous or whatever. Whatever the situation is between those characters, when he finds this person who's almost like a hero figure to him he doesn't even realize that's his you know paternal figure literally at that point but he's seeking guidance and your parents are never going to be that rock for you period when you're a teenager that's just not how that works like we know that we don't look at our parents as like well, i go to them with everything that, that's going on with me and yada yada like when your parents give you advice you kind of hear it but it might go out the other ear. You kind of half ass here. But but that's just kind of a relationship of, of parents and children. They're gonna do flawed shit that doesn't make sense. That's just kind of that relationship that happens though. Well, I but I think I think it's the relation that relationship is that way because the parents made their relationship that way. I don't think every relationship growing up though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use this for example. Like my mom and my, um, my little sister, for example. It's a whole different type of relationship. They damn near like friends. You know what I mean? And and not not to a point that she doesn't discipline my sister, but to a point that they that she listens to her. That's the biggest thing. Is parents don't listen. Like it's not, it's not. You know, and now she wasn't necessarily a relationship one like that with me and her growing up because she was new to all of this. You know what I mean? By the time she had my Sister, she was a full grown ass woman, you know. Yeah, but but, yeah. but wait a minute, hold up. Even with that, my, like for example, mm -hmm. growing up, even in in the the generation that was, so I think like I, don't, I can't remember exactly when my grandparents had their first child, but it's like early nineteen fifties. By the time they had the last kid, it's like early nineteen seventies. That child never got a whooping. The ones before that mm -hmm. would get ass with oh all God. the time, all the time, dude. I remember 
<laughs> like, I remember my parent when I hit my little brother, and my parents said, "We don't hit children in this house." And I was like, "When did this start?" <laughs> like there was a transformation from like 1975 to 1990, where <laughs> yeah, how did I catch the latter part of it? No, that's absolutely a real thing. That's absolutely a real thing. No, no, I, I definitely believe it's a real thing, and that's that's why. But I think that that's why she has. Well, a, I, I'm, I'm not even talking about just simply the the, the years. Well, I mean, like she's yeah. older. It, it, on top of like your mother maturing, she don't have the energy to do all that shit. My right, but I think I think because of that, she actually has a better relationship with my sister. I ain't saying we got a terrible relationship, but because of the relation, the fact that they had open lines of communication with each other. But keep there's a billion reasons that that happens one way or another way. Like I, I, the thing is, children's t- like as people, we all have different things when you come out the womb. One of my children is like the total opposite of me. One is my other child. It just it it just depends. The people are different, and they're going to respond differently to certain sort of uh, behavior modifications you try and all sorts of stuff. So. When you go to your child and you get, you could raise your child to be the best child ever. And we know people, you mean you both know children who've been raised by great parents who's trying to be complete assholes and criminals. In some what makes what make their parents great parents? We're not there all the time. But I'm saying like, the parents I mean, are there for I mean, them. Is, is making a, is make, is what considered to be a great parent is taking care of a child's basic needs. Is that just pretty much it? Trying to be and present sure for them if they need stuff? something you're there for. They're not always going to respond well to you being present for them, to you giving them advice. Like you're making this assumption that you tell a child something, they just listen. Even in this case, in this movie. I'm not saying that. Mom. I, I, I wasn't talking about telling. I'm talking about listening. Those are two different things. See, That's either, just like, either way. It's just like, it's just like, for example, like even, even, I, I say this even with marriage, like, right? Mm-hmm. The majority of the time, it ain't about talking to your wife and giving your v- wife advice. Most of the time, they don't even want advice. They just want you to listen to them. Sure. They don't even want it. They don't even want a solution to it. And no, I it's a, the same yeah, way. Yeah. Sometimes children just want you to sit there and listen. Well, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Hold, 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 hold. But, but, but Keith, Keith, in this case, in this movie, let's let's take that right. Porter listens to Darius. Like his mom, uh, uh, Monica, Monica tells Darius, he's nice to you. It's easy to be nice. He doesn't know you. And when it gets to the point when the shit hits the fan at the end of the day, Porter doesn't listen to Malcolm. I mean, excuse me, it's Porter. Porter doesn't listen to Darius, even yeah, a little that's bit. True. He, he that's tells true. him. No, you know, so, so like, well, I'm talking about even after the dino, he's, he's like, yeah. hey, pull over. He's like, he's like, Damn, you, don't need, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. Like, where are we going to go? He's like, I don't know. We need to stop. Like, I'm realizing you don't have a plan. <laughs> like, we're just doing but, stuff. And you have a but the reason why they even got as far as it did is because of what he was lacking at home in the first place. Yeah. Like, if you're getting certain things at home, you're not going to seek it elsewhere. Nine times out of ten. I'm not saying that there ain't certain times. I was his dad went to well his dad Malcolm goes to him and and does say hey you know I could have done this for you I could have done that for you why didn't you come to me in some cases he's not coming because he thinks his dad is too square no he told him because I don't he don't want to get fussed at and he said because parents gonna fuss at you man no 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 but but Keith that's the thing your parents gonna fuss at you it don't fuck like your parents have to give you rules and boundaries. Porter doesn't give him boundaries. That's why he fuck with no, him. But he's, That's what, so stop, you mean whoa, every time you talk stop, to your stop, parents, stop. they got to fuss at you? No. Man, that don't you, make no sense. No, I'm sorry. Keith, Keith, hey, Keith, hey, Keith hey, stop, I, I can't, stop, I can't stop, stop the person who don't have kids. Listen, your no, child every day. Like, like, Keith, but, but, but Keith, what I'm saying, so, so, so let me let me, let me ask you a question. <laughs> let 
let me ask you a quick question. So you mean to tell me that you have to have kids to understand that you have to fuss at your kids every time you talk to You them. don't have the perspective to understand that your child, every other fucking time you tell them something, even but, like unsafe but, stuff, but like you, you, you can tell them, hey, don't run around with scissors. And but, they'll be but, like, but, but you and me have like little me. kids. We have little kids. Like I we're know, not in a zone of parenting where it's like we have to give them life advice so much. But I'm just saying, like, even if like so you mean you gonna you you gonna fuss at your kids when they're 12, 13, 15, 17, 18, 20 years old. If my child's not doing what they're supposed to, yes. If my child, if I say, hey, come home by 10, they come home yeah. at a one, yes, they're gonna get fussed at. Like well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about he said, why didn't you come to me about certain stuff? Now, of course, there should be a correction when somebody does something that's out of line. Yeah, you correct them. That's not fussing. Fussing and correcting two different things. Like, it's it's fussing. Like, for example, <laughs> if, I, if I go to somebody and I just start fussing about something that they did, something that really didn't even have to be said, that it could, you know, that's, that's, that's just me, you know, fussing, being a fussy person. But if I just... If they did something, it was like something that needed to be corrected. And there's a rationale to why it needs to be corrected. Then that's just correction. You're saying correction. rationale at 30-something. You aren't using the word rationale at 13. You no, I'm like, like, you, I'm saying, like, what I mean by like, rationale, I'm saying like... No, all, if, all I'm saying if, is like... You're, for example, the way you, like if, you, if you're out past 12 or whatever the curfew is, right? There's a... Like the rationale is that first off, I told you to be home at this time. And then part of the reason why I want you home, because there's some dangerous people out there, first and foremost. There's people out there that can do you harm. You a black man in America. You can just be pulled up. A cop, cops, anybody can pull up on you for any reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's a, It could be a life or death situation. Now, all the rationale don't always have to be a life or death situation, but it's a possibility that it could be. But I'm fussing if I say something like, damn, man, um, like, what you I don't know like I, I so keep oh so look when they tell Darius don't don't talk to Porter anymore he does it anyway so then what that's not fussing that's a correction because they told him not to talk to him because they felt that this man was dangerous that's a yeah. whole different thing in itself but if it comes to like because the whole conversation was he asked him why didn't you come to me about certain stuff he said it's because I don't want to be okay, but Keith, in the script, in the script again, we let's go back to the script. Oh, real quick. he talked to Darius crazy even when he asked about that bike. Like he could have he could have said talk to him Stop. Hold on. Look, he came to him and said, My bike sucks. And he said, Do do this with it, and you can still ride. And he's like, Well, it sucks. And then what his son called walked out and called him an asshole. So look, Keith, again, and this is this is and I and he wrong for that. But this is after the fact that he literally act like an asshole. And then after he had a conversation. When you are the parent, stop. The point, if a child money. comes to you and they say, spend money on something, and you say, I'm not spending that money, how does that mean an asshole? Explain that. Part. So, like, that's no, what it, you, wasn't, you, it wasn't. It wasn't what he said. It was how he said it. And then after he, the conversation was over, he said, is that is that all type of thing? You know what I'm saying? Like He's the parent, man. Like, I, I feel like you're so... You're so wrapped up in this idea of fairness with a a kid, <laughs> like, and I hear you like on that all the way. No, it's lot. true. It's I do I do hear it though because I do a lot of like I tell my kid no because no because I don't want to explain it. I don't want to get into like all the reasons why and like because there's predators out there and because I don't want you to be mangled by a car or whatever. I'm just like don't go on the street because and 
like it might be more productive to like explain everything. Look, the, well, the other I day, think, my son I think for older children, it in might a good be way. Productive. Like for smaller children, no, you ain't got to get them. It's just no is no. Like no, you can't get that bite. Like just get out of my. Face. But keep, no, but wait, 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 don't say no. Say let's do this instead. Like you don't go wait, like the keep, street, you're like oh let's go to the let's stay on the sidewalk. The sidewalk's fun or whatever. I just want to get into what you're saying though, because like you're, you're I can't like you keep talking about this. Like he's supposed to have a conversation. Like this is a peer. If my child comes to me, it, like just say I don't have the money. My child says I need a new bike. I say, well, go fix it with this. And then my child goes, well, my bike sucks. I need a new bike. Asshole. I'm not talking about being. I'm not talking about Listen, listen, listen to me. The only way I can have a conversation with you about why that bike isn't happening is to tell you that we can't afford it right now. And a parent doesn't really want to break down what I can't afford and how I need the budget to get you to this bike eventually. Like I'm gonna try, but I got to do some other things can potentially move to make that happen. But that's for the mom to talk about maybe i'm not talking but about that's that with fundamentally you. worse if you're like we can't afford it right now because if your kid is like wait you can't afford a 200 hour bike like what else can't we afford yeah like, so like the, keep the, keep the, keep the, i'm not saying don't don't i'm not saying that a person should say no we can't afford it no can still mean no i'm just saying like there's always a way of saying things you don't need is, to explain nothing to a, your boy, child you don't you, I, I can't boy, do it right now we're not doing it right Aaron, now. Aaron, Aaron, the boy is 13 years old these are formative years. You know sure. what I'm saying? I, I hear what you're saying, but at that year, you you want to be involved in your child's life. You know what I'm saying? There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a way of doing things. But your child but is not going to be involved in your finances. Said, so that's not a conversation you're going to have with a 13. You're just not. Trust me, you're not going to have a conversation I'm not, I'm not talking, about I'm, finances. You're going to tell them to go get a job or something. I'm not My talking parents. about finances. It could be as simple as being like, let's go take a look at your bike. You know I what I'm saying? Look, he just because told me what the, what's it, it was. It wasn't about the bike. It's never about the bike. It's the fact that you're not actively engaging with your son. It's not. It's like he could have. I don't even think he he never gave a shit about the bike. That's why when he bought a new bike, he really didn't care. It wasn't because it was the wrong bike. It's because the whole thing wasn't about the bike. The Keith, if he just bought the bike, this wouldn't even be a thing. Like I like no yeah. no. If he bought the bike, it would have. It, the the only thing about the buying the bike that would have mattered if he went with him to go buy the bike. That 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 you, the script you know, you, you, No, you, you, you're throwing something in there that we don't know. Like I, I can't assume. No, it's in there. Why would he, I throw something that ain't he, in there? No, I'm sorry. Well, he hasn't even met Porter at this point. I don't know what the hell he would have done. He hadn't gotten his ass whooped either yet. I don't know what that character would have done with a new he, bike. He, various, he, various when he shows up with, with, with that bike, they make fun of him. Say, that's a kid's bike. That's a shitty bike. That's this. this. I don't know what would have happened. Maybe they don't make fun of him. Maybe this don't happen. Maybe this don't happen. It's a good movie because everybody's right, right? Darius is right that he needs a new bike, like from the perspective of his friends. Um, Malcolm yeah. is right that he's not giving the new first. He can't give him the new bike, but he's also right to not let him in on what the financial situation is because, because he can't buy the bike because he might need it for the scholarship or to he pay might need it for the scholarship. But also, like part of your job as a parent is to make your kid feel overall secure and also like, to make your kid feel like like basically when you're a parent, what you're trying to do, honestly. Most of the time is like, you know, that shit that happens at like four or five in the morning. Nobody sees because the stores are closed or like people change at the gas station. Like that's what you're trying to do all the time. Your kid's not supposed to notice friction in finances right. or anything. Exactly. Exactly. They're not yes. supposed to see it. Yeah. Like, and if you someone could is terminally ill, they don't need to know. Stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe, I, maybe me at 12, 13, 
is different than the other people at 12, 13. Because I feel like I understood a lot of stuff. Whether you felt like no, Keith, I don't Keith, think even I if don't, you want even if you understood no, it, no, 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 no parent like, would want I to think, put that pressure on you to even have you thinking about that. that like no parent would want to do that to you. Period. I'm just it, telling and, you. And that's the thing. Unless, unless they need you to go work and go get some money so you can pay basic bills. That's the only way that's gonna come up. It's just not if you think you can hold it down and you need your kid and you think you need your kid focus on education, just you tell them, look, you just focus on your education. I will do the rest. That's his mentality is to say, I don't want you in positions where you have to use violence. We have to do what I did. So instead of putting you in those positions, I'm going to just try to make I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's what this character thinks. You can keep shaking your head about it. But I'm saying this character thinks. Are about whether Porter or Malcolm is right? Porter, both of them are wrong. That's the yeah, whole point. The whole right. point is that both of them are wrong. Yeah, that's it's, right. But, but see, I but see, I, I kind of disagree then, with then, that to some the degree. Doesn't say it doesn't say that one person is, but it doesn't even say if they're right or wrong. But like it says, Darius disagrees looking, and he just chooses. He's not going to do. He's not going to follow either of their paths, which I think yeah, is Darius what I'm saying. Own. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's not necessarily that that they are products of like how they, you know how they were raised. And well, Monica is a, well, his mom is a very important figure here. She's not in as many scenes, but she provides, I think, the counterbalance to a lot of this shit that the dads are doing. And and, and this this another thing. This another thing, too. I personally, um, for one thing, this movie did make me feel old because I knew that they were like in their like mid to late 30s and they had damn near a grown child. Yeah. But, um, which would, would make sense if I had a child in my 20s. But um, the, the way that he even talks to them, you know what I mean, is like completely out of line. So, so, so the point I'm making is that if Malcolm is such a good father figure and he's so present in his child's life, will he still talk to him the same? Man, life? again, the script is showing us what it's showing us at a particular think, screen time. And Monica, Monica, look, based on Monica, the moms in this situation, her reactions to this stuff, this doesn't seem common. Like, I don't think that like, Darius talks about what happened with Malcolm and him grabbing him and him uh, damn near choking him at the, at the beginning. Like, he talks about that not like it's something that's happening all the time. I, obviously, Malcolm's in the wrong for doing any of that, period. Like, I'm not defending any of those actions he's taking when he's being violent. What I'm simply saying is this character, we're seeing him under extreme duress. And the only times we've seen or, or heard people who were witnesses to the violence, mention the violence, is when he was around Porter in their younger days. And, no, and the thing is, if you notice now, it is biased, you could say, that in that restaurant with the, that, you know, everybody know them at, right? You got the old dude who was recognizing because he's been present for a minute. He's probably cooler with Malcolm because he's seen Malcolm, even though Malcolm has probably been on one too. But Porter definitely demonstrates he does not really have impulse control. Like, even like when they're driving in the truck right after he like kind of hems everybody up and he leave, um, you know, when he's with Darius, he's like, damn, I shouldn't have done it. He's like hitting the wheel. Oh man, like he just has no control over himself. Like he he's not so so hold on so Porter so you trying to say Malcolm has more control over himself than Porter does, yeah. 
Malcolm. So wait, I don't know why you're giving that look. Malcolm won't even freaking. I mean, my Porter won't even stop initially when Darius is like. First off, he he tells Darius not to answer the phone. He doesn't want people knowing what Darius is. He doesn't want Darius to do anything that would send him back to going home at all. Period. Like you could say that, like it, whatever I would say about Malcolm is as screwed up as his actions are his intentions are to protect Darius period like however you look at it that's that's the maxim he has in this story in the same way Ant-Man's dumbass and <laughs> Ant-Man 3 movie everything's about Cassie everything in this movie is about Darius for Malcolm for Porter he says that but it's not really about Darius it's not at all what so why okay so let me ask you this so what is Porter's motivations Porter just feels guilty for a second, but he he doesn't want to give any autonomy to Darius and the sort of autonomy that he wants to give him is freedom. I don't know what I'm saying. Freedom. Like, what is his motivations? Like, why why is Porter there? Porter says he wants to be there for his son. He wants to love his son. That's okay. that's what he tells us when he's in front of everybody at their party. It's not so like you're, saying, you're saying that's not that's not true. He he might feel guilt, and he might feel. Like, oh, like, you know, like, the, the, this so, is the thing. Like, well, oh, just, real, just real quick. Oh, he real has quick. no motivation. You, you, no, like, look, his motivation is one. Of, he feels guilty. He wants to be present for his son. There's all this stuff that talks about, like, the stuff of the war and this and that and, you know, blind snakes and all that. But what I'm trying to just get just to make this short so we can just get to what we're talking about with Darius and his connection to his, his father's. Porter does not give a shit about Darius's future. He just doesn't. And I don't, I, we, no, he doesn't. Don't give me that look. He doesn't. Don't do that shit. Don't look no, at me like, is that, like that. He doesn't. There's I, I, no I evidence of that. I personally don't know the difference between Malcolm and Porter and what they want for Darius. The only difference is that, 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 that Malcolm has a clear idea of what that looks like. Like, see, this is the thing. Characters, Wait, what, what, no, stop, stop real quick. In what way is this? That well, same, Malcolm, let, let, let me use let me use an example that okay. I know you'll understand, right? Okay. Professor Xavier and Magneto. Oh sure. Okay. To a certain extent, they have similar motivations. The, this is not work reporter at all, but keep going. Meaning, meaning, like they both care about mutant kind, sure. right? And they both <laughs> want them to coexist in peace. One wants them to coexist in peace with humans. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? One wants them to to you know to not be oppressed. Like on, in Magneto's case, if humans weren't trying to oppress mutants, I'm sure he'll be fine with that, the idea of coexisting. But when he finds out that it can't happen, then it's like, you know, forget all that. So what I'm saying about Porter and Darius is that two characters can share a similar motivation, but have different ways in how they approach it. Okay, but look, no, that, 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 that doesn't work in this case because Porter, so go ahead, Ken, uh, Tim, sorry. That scene, I think it's in first class. I, I like this analogy. That scene in first class, I think it is where Mystique, the Jennifer Lawrence character, Xavier is always telling her to like disguise herself in human form. And when mm -hmm. Magneto first meets her, he's like, Oh, you're beautiful as a blue lady. Like be yourself. And he knows that's gonna cause chaos for everybody. Mm -hmm. He wants to just unleash the chaos. He's so, like, Good, but, let's force this issue. So so in that way, it can be similar, but this is the way it's not at all. And this is why no, I, no, I would I'm not. Saying, but wait, 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 wait. Like, Porter, I'm saying like, like how does, so So if, if the point is, is that if Porter doesn't care about Darius, what's his whole point? 
there okay look in the Is same way wait, 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 wait look look in the same let me give an easy ass example in fresh prince of bel-air in that episode where will's dad comes back it ain't about him actually giving a fuck about will it's about him fulfilling a thing where he can do something with his son and feel like he he does it's not like he doesn't care at all but he's not really looking out for him like yeah but he also wasn't gonna take will with him Okay, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's 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 a wish fulfillment thing for a second. When he when he go when he's they're driving in the car, Porter is with, with I mean the truck with Darius, and he left the restaurant. He's like, "Where do you want to go, uh, Miami?" Uh, he doesn't. He knows his son's in boarding school. He knows his son has a potential and a path to go and do all sorts of stuff. He's not an idiot. He's been in the military. He he has a sense of like how you can have open mobility for all sorts of stuff. At the end of the day. Everything Malcolm does, all of it, we can say it's tied to wanting Darius's future to be bright and to give him an opportunity to do shit. Even if it, he doesn't even seem to be like, this shit has to involve me. He's just like calling the school. Hey, can we make something happen? Like, it's never like some malicious shit on the side. He's like, hey, look, what do y'all, what do y'all got to do to make this happen? Like, oh, y'all found somebody who wants to be a donor for my son. Great. He's going home. He's singing. He's happy as shit. His happiness comes from the opportunities he can provide for Darius. Porter's shit is like, yeah, I'm going to give you freedom. That, but, but cool dads who come up out of nowhere and don't have shit else to do. Like, they do shit like that. That is a very common thing for people, no matter what their background is, for absent dads who show up and then they just leave again. He I doesn't have a future. Mal Malcolm, Malcolm, his tribe, Porter is a nomad. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to provide a future for Darius. And and that does matter. Even if like emotion, like he kind of cares or whatever, he's not thinking about what is best for Darius. He's not. Period. That's, that's another thing to my point. I think both of them are pretty terrible, but I think them together would have worked out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it would be like the Voltron of dads, right? Cause you got one dad. Yeah. He's more structured. Yeah. He's looking at more for the future. And then you got the one dad who's his biological dad that, yeah, he might not be a structure, but he is present. And them coming together and working together to help build a stronger future for them. showing us how 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 dangerous see, he the is. Thing, the problem is that both of them had their male, their actual egos get in the way. Mm -hmm. like, sure. Actually sitting down and working something out that's actually better. That's the best thing for Darius. Not necessarily the best thing as I see fit, but like the best thing all the way around the best situation. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. and, and to be honest with you, if Malcolm is all that, he could really be the person that lead and facilitate that. That's all I'm saying. Because if it was, and, and uh, you know, I'm just saying, if you, if you, if he really all that good of a guy, you know what I'm saying? He will sit down with this person, make sure that they have an understanding make sure like there's no tension, there's no bad blood and stuff and work that out because it is important for a person to know. Okay, that. but but again, the script, so this is where the movie choosing the ending it chooses is a little funky because there's certain things we don't know where we can say whatever. Like we don't, I don't really trust Porter's version of what happens. He says Malcolm was also helping him beat the dude who had the brain damage and this and that. There's so many like half-ass stories people are telling each other and rumors. And that's what happens in a small town. People halfway say this and halfway say that. But how do you believe... Say it again? Sorry, Keith. 
Now I was just gonna say, how's it? Well, I, I let Tim go because this is gonna go into a deeper thing. But what was you gonna say? I, I was just gonna say, talking to you both about this is what makes me. It makes me like the movie more because you do see like the inconsistencies with both characters, and you do see really how developed they are. Where the fact that we can talk about both of their motivations and cast aspersions on both of them, and also find good things about both of them, kind of gets to the depth of who they are, and feels more realistic to me because I do feel like in my heart of hearts that for all dads, maybe for all parents, there's a little bit of self-love in the love of your kids where Mm -hmm. their success is your success. And, Oh, that's my boy out there who scored that goal or whatever. And you try to separate yourself from it, but you never really can. And I think that Porter kind of has Mm -hmm. it. He really feels that. Yeah. Porter kind of has it. Like I'm going to set you free from this situation. You're unhappy with because you're really mine anyway. Because you're really mine, and I'm going to assert that you're really mine, even though I was gone for a while. And Malcolm is like, I'm going to assert that I kept you on the straight and narrow, and on the straight and narrow, and that I gave you like a good path that wasn't necessarily fun, but got you to a good place. And I don't know. I I feel like a truly, a truly great parent is able to be selfless and to go, well, it's not my life; it's your life. I'm just here to like guide you to where you want to go. And this movie isn't but, a, isn't trying to tell us either of these people are perfect, right? Yeah, and I like that. And I like that. And from from Darius's point of view, I mean, when you're a teenager, all you see is adult hypocrisy. Like it's mm-hmm, you realize mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you've been told this bunch of bullshit your entire life that the adult world is perfect, and you need to grow up to be a you know pristine, perfect like a perfect person like all of us. And then you get older, and you're like, oh wait, this is all a big mess. Like mm-hmm. you're having an affair with the neighbor, and <laughs> oh my goodness, and, you know. <laughs> my teacher is molesting students or whatever horrible yeah, thing. You find yeah. all this awful stuff in the adult world um, that you've been told you should aspire to. So it's a right. very confusing and messed up time. And so to tell the story from, from Darius's point of view, I think it works totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and that's, that's why, that's why I look at it from his point of view, because he is that, that character. But I just, when I'm saying, he, but he, also he, like, he understandably has a flawed teenage point of view. But well, Looking at flawed. When I say flawed, I just mean like it's a it's a very specific point of view that's not going to recognize it even because the thing Malcolm is he he wants a win when he's sitting at that dinner table people giving him shit at that and it's so selfish what he does he goes well I got you uh the scholarship even though you didn't even I just saved your ass today and it's like he's just looking for somebody to be gracious to him fuck I got all this shit I've been doing like no one appreciates any of it holy shit somebody thank me for something. Damn, after all the stuff I've done, and this is the fucking star, but look what I just did. You didn't even notice this happened, but I took care of it. I made sure you're going to stay on a path to greatness, but no one gives a shit yeah, because all this. That's, that's like, a, I'm, that's I'm, I'm still, saying that's like, still, but is that not a pride ego thing? Though? It is a pride, in, but, that's what I'm saying, but, but he's not getting any love from anybody, despite the fact he's put all this time in. He's done, like, he, no matter like how you look at it, he's put over a decade into the situation, being present, and then in a few days, just because this dude show up and has done shit, has done absolute shit, he shows up and everything's supposed to change. And on top of that, he ran from the situation. This is his child. That is, however you look at that, I feel like a character in that situation should be able to be a little crazy. <laughs> you, know, like that's, you, you should be able to be a little sympathetic to him because that is a that's a fucked up situation to be in. Let me let me, let me ask you a question and you might not know the answer to this because you're not them. But what do you think your child cares more about going to the 
the most expensive, greatest daycare there is or spending time with their father? Those are totally different things. I mean, like I'm, I'm just asking, what what do you think matters if you had to guess, just guesstimate? Is it the daycare <laughs> or is it spending time with their father? Keith, the most daycare, loaded question. Yeah, first off, you're saying daycare, and what you really mean is a prep school. I mean, like it's all like there's a no, whole not, lot. Do of your shit. kids go to prep school? They have before. They don't now. But okay, so well, well, the most expensive. Um. I don't know what grade kinder care prep school is that more important to your sons than spending time with you? Those, but those things don't have to be separate. Like, no, I'm just asking the, the question. The what, what is more important? But, on, but look, they what didn't do you have, think is more important? One, they're young. They didn't have to go out of town. We could afford it. It wasn't breaking the bank. If somebody said we can't give, we never had a scholarship. We wanted people who were paying into a thing to gave scholarships to people, whatever. Like it's. That's just like an affluent thing that's okay, like okay. far and apart. If you, from can't, if you can't answer that, that for them, what about yourself? What's more? What was more important to you as a teenager or a small child? Whatever. My, but, but, but I, my, it wasn't a separate thing. My parents gave me opportunities that were awesome education-wise. I got to go to engineering camps. I got to spend time with my mother and my father. I ain't saying it's a separate thing, but I'm saying if you only had a choice between one or the other, what is the most important? there's no such thing you you just get it you, you no what i mean is like this you didn't one is not more important than the other like like i think that you need some of both like you need a mix like you want i don't think that nurture and nature i think all those things like are like okay I'm just saying, like, like, had, it's, it's like that idea like you clone albert some, einstein some and people, albert einstein's gonna turn to albert einstein albert einstein's gonna albert einstein based on what he went through not because he's genetically you know what he's gonna do. I mean, I'm gonna use this for example. Most times, for some people, for their child to go to expensive schools, for example, they would have to work a whole lot and they would have to really bust their ass to make that happen. If they really working a lot and they really busting their ass, then nine times out of ten, they're not spending that much time with their child. So, if and for if, some if, people, for some people, for some people I'm gonna use it. Yeah. So, so, I'm gonna say hypothetically, let's say that's your situation. Okay, what matters more, the time with the child? or the prep school? Like, what matters more to the child? Like, what matters more? What do you think matters more to your children? Or what? You're making this assumption that the child, like, me. this movie doesn't set up a premise that Darius needs father attention. Darius is frustrated that he feels <laughs> like his father. No, whoa, 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 stop, 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 whoa, whoa, stop, stop for a moment. Darius, very, you just said, too, Darius doesn't want to get fussed at. And, and his mom says that Porter is acting like he knows you. He's being nice to you, but that doesn't mean anything. That's easy. He's the, the situation is his father is is the dad in the house all the time, taking care of the business, whatever. And Porter's this fun dude who don't have no response. At the end of the day, Porter don't have no responsibility. He can sit there for eight hours and just chill, <laughs> like on a boat on the side of the lake, and and just spend time. Yes, that seems really cool, Keith. Parents can't do that shit. There's not time for that. I understand that, but what if what is more important to the child? I'm just asking the question. What do you think is more important to your children? Time with daddy a, or a combination? It's, it's not gonna be one thing. It's just not gonna be one thing. Daddy will be there too, but daddy can't be there all the time. Daddy got work. Daddy got other people who need daddy too. Like daddy has to take care of more than one kid. Like this, well, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if they only had the choice between 
the things you give them. That's outside of, and let's say that it's you said things. Okay, but Keith, education, okay, things, things we give them is presence, and things we give them is education. Are like we don't parents don't think of it as the same. Those are different things. I, I agree. I agree. Like in principle, that your time is the most important thing you can possibly give them. But then there was also this thing. I don't even remember where I read it, but it was a mom who said, you know, putting food on the table is parenting too, and if you're off doing work so that your kids have like their basic needs met, that's also part of it. Well, well I'm talking about basic needs is fine. Is prep school a basic need? No, it's not a basic need. It's an opportunity to give them upward mobility and chances to give themselves the opportunity to do whatever they want to do with their lives. It's not about like, I think you're looking at it like, Oh, we're just giving them education just to make them smart and whatever. Like, but you're trying to give them opportunities to do the things that they aspire to do. It does, Like you don't know what the fuck is going to be. But whatever it is they want to do, you want to put them in a position to do that. That's what it's about. And if they want to do that thing, there shouldn't be a blocker because you couldn't put them in a position to do that. That's what you're be trying to do. Be honest with y'all. I, I choose my dad every time. I didn't have a relationship with him, but I would have chose him. I would have chose that over prep yeah, but, but Wait, wait, wait. wait. Over, I'm not, that doesn't Nintendo, mean, that doesn't mean the you're kid. not there. No. That doesn't mean you're not there. But you got you got to remember. No, you could be there and not be there at the same time. And to be completely honest with you, I'd rather there be a person that's literally not there. Like the, the best thing I got is that my dad just wasn't there. I'd rather him not be there than be there and not be there, like emotionally. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point I'm making is that I don't I don't really, I guess I don't ascribe to that idea of that like, you know, I understand like, yeah, you want a better life for your children. You know what I'm saying? But I also think that um, if you can have a balance of it, let there be the balance, you know what I'm saying? But let there be the priority needs to be that they have you. But look, I just, I just, one more thing I want to throw in. This is like literally something that happens in this movie, probably like over a week. That kind of stuff have, can have, even with tiny children, you can have a bad week with your tiny child. It, it's, it's not that you don't care and it's not that you're not present. I think like, like talking about like being present and and being there for the kid is different than like everybody being on the same page and having a good week together. Y'all can have a bad week and that and that can lead to all kind of weird stuff. It's not, I mean, like in a movie, we're just talking about the movie and the script and stuff in front of it. But like in general, I, I used to not appreciate the complications of parenting in in a film like this because I wasn't doing it. And even with a young child, I can see how some of those things manifest in ways that I couldn't before because this person is their own person and however you relay stuff to them try to teach them things or whatever they might not always understand it or get it the way you want them to the first time the second time the hundred thousandth time you've said it they have to come to some of those things completely on the undercore you can't program them to do it they have to reach that on their own with the person that they are and even if you're doing it completely the right way so to speak they might not get it and that's just what it is sometimes and so that's the whole thing like Malcolm to me is like he's this person who's not really suited to be an amazing parent you know like he doesn't communicate well verbally like he deals with his frustration with impulse in, in a lot of cases you know, especially like when heightened situations, people from the past show up, but his heart's completely in, in the right place. And Porter's, I can't even see where 
he has Darius's best interests in mind first. It's just not present. I'm not saying Malcolm is, uh, like I said, like some great person in comparison, but what drives these characters and in, in like how they think of Darius is just, it's night and day. Malcolm is just as fucked up as Porter in, in several ways. But what drives these characters is just different. It just is. Porter doesn't care for Darius like that. He, he cares for him in that he has this guilt about Darius. But Malcolm wants Darius to win, and that's different. I just think this is one of those movies, sometimes there's a movie that you don't like the outcome. Like you're like, I wish this had been a happy ending, but then it's on you to create the happy ending. And I feel like this is one of those movies that, especially talking about it like this and framing it this way, it definitely makes me determined to be a better parent. And even thinking of like times that I've been with my kids and looking at the phone, like it makes me, <laughs> like what Keith just said, makes me think about that. Like I'd rather not have my parent there than have them be there and not there. So I don't know. I think it's yeah, a, but you you still got to be a human though. You cannot listen to them ask you the same question a thousand times. And well, that's always the part be as intended the thousand times. That's my determination. Like now, in this moment of clarity, when they're asleep, to like be determined to like make better use of that. Because what oh, people yeah. don't tell you is the amount of time that is just and dads when like obviously when dads say I have to babysit my kids, that's a horrible thing because. <laughs> you mean you have to parent your kid but there is a certain amount of all parenting that is just straight up babysitting where you're just making sure they don't hurt themselves while they do the same thing again and again and, again. and they learn guidelines and they learn to try yeah. to be respectful and try not to like have some control over your impulses there's a lot of stuff that you try to relay and after i watch this movie i did go to my son and i say look hey we ain't been having the best week <laughs> you've been acting crazy but I love you, and I always love you. Yeah, love you, love you less than I do now. I always love you infinitely. Period. He's like, I know. I was like, okay, God, just yeah. want to be sure. Just want to be sure that you know that that that's that's established. He has that in his heart, and I know he knows that, and that's cool. But he's still gonna get fussed at for doing stuff he ain't supposed to do. That's just how that's gonna go. He's gonna get stuff taken away. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be that. But he always knows at the end of the day, I have his best interest in mind. Period. You know, it's not about me trying to be controlling. It's not about me trying to, you know, uh, just have stuff in my way. I'm trying to set him up to make good decisions down the road. And that's all it's about. And the thing about Malcolm in this movie is that's his intention, but he's just handling it, all of these really traumatic experiences incorrectly. You know, um, but Porter is just such an untrustworthy figure in this also, movie. But to take, to take Porter's side a little bit, if you have been out of your kid's life for a long time, it's never too late to try to make it better in the future. Like it's never too late, but you shouldn't time. be you shouldn't be kidnapping your child. You shouldn't kidnap your child. <laughs> like like look at the end again, of the day, that was kidnapping at the end. Like if we wanted like to get some nitty gritty, but also there's no other way for him to see him. Like well, at that point, well, at that point, yes. Him, I don't find him like an after, evil after character. Malcolm had called the police, yes. And I don't find him, him to be like an evil person. I found him to be like a person dealing with a terrible situation. I found him to be a, a broken, sympathetic person. Yeah. But at the same time, he was kidnapping Darius. It definitely escalated. I think we need to start wrapping this up. It's gonna be like yeah. two hours. Yeah, we, we we talked about the movie a little bit, but this movie is it. 
I, I, I hope the movie gets additional attention. It, it's really interesting. Uh, I, I man, I really, really quickly uh, before we close, I want to shout out the casting. It was yeah. fantastic. They they just blew that out the water. There's so many scenes that were really excellent that we did not get into. So we get all the nuances of the themes of this film rather than spoiling it, which is always pretty great. Um, and me and Keith got to argue something. So that was fun. Spoiler, spoiler free. So it just the fact that this can um have so much conversation about it, let you know how good the writing is and just how well they really put this um put this project together. And I just hope it gets like a whole lot more recognition. Certainly. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Um you can do your wrapping up stuff, Aaron. You I forget it. Not you better do it. Uh, let's I need, see. I need uh, to go before I get fussed there for real. For oh, me. yeah, you, you got to eat your dinner. <laughs> um, so, Keith, well, where can people find us on the socials? We're on um, Instagram at the low key pod. Perfect. And, Tim, uh, let's see, anything that you'd like to share coming off a of movie maker? No, I think I started off kind of lukewarm on the movie and talking about it. I think I've appreciated things about it more. So, go see, yeah. please. It's, a, it's an interesting movie. Check it out. Uh, we didn't spoil too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah we, we were into it so hey um if y'all like this one definitely give it a shout out uh let people know uh tell a friend let and uh link them to this episode let them be frustrated parents or um about to be parents as well um no telling <laughs> what we're doing next but we're, we're you know we had done a bunch of blockbuster things so we you know figured it'd be cool to do something smaller maybe we do another couple things like that but we'll see um there's there's a lot coming down the pike so uh, we appreciate y'all making it this far, and we'll holler at y'all in the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.